My brothers and my sisters, uh, we have gathered here today for another Humble Podcast Brag Podcast with your host, uh, Zachary Dupre. Oh, wow. Did it work for like the first time? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Shit, that's the first time it ever happened. Usually it takes like four or five times to get a person on here. All right, hell yeah. So, okay, this week, guys, I have a very special guest. One of my fucking best friends that I haven't talked to in a long time, Ray Ronaldo Cantu, or Baytown, I guess you would say. How you been, brother? I've been good, bro. How about yourself? Not too bad. Um, Let's see, today. I skinned an elk, white-tailed deer, so a little bloody. But other than that, besides having a period, good. <laughs> All right, nice. You keep anything for yourself? A little bit of blood in the jar or something? <laughs> yeah, to just keep a little, keep a little blood from the elk to myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some some camouflage scent or something. Yeah, dude. it smells like nothing. It's all camouflage. <laughs> it smells like nothing. <laughs> Walk around, smell like iron or something. I don't know. Yeah. What about yourself? How you been doing? I've been doing good, bro. Just working for right now at the shop. Really? Uh, see, I that's what makes me miss Houston a lot is down here, we don't have the big um, car seat. Or truck scene, I guess you'd say. We don't yeah, have any. <laughs> yeah, it's all camo, dude. It's all undercover. We don't have any of that. And that's what I miss about fucking Houston is the car scene there. Yeah, man, I was actually trying to go ahead up to the track because they kind of have it somewhat open just to have like the background noise, but it kind of just died down. I was like three minutes from the track. Are you about to go to uh, Houston, Houston Raceway Park? I wanted to, yeah, but I mean, it sounded like it died down for some reason. It's it's early for it. I mean, I well, don't hear was, anything. I'm like half a mile away. Uh, <laughs> they were testing. Uh, I know a couple of people who were testing there this past weekend. They were testing uh, some radial cars and um, a couple of slick slick tie cars there. Damn. Yeah, it's actually I haven't been I haven't been there maybe a couple months just because I've gotten busy. But I take my niece, one of the twins. Uh, she loved it, and she she loved the track and looking at the cars and stuff. Did she? Yes. Yeah, man. Uh, one of the twins. Uh, even the other twin likes the car stuff, but one uh, Evo, she she really enjoyed it. She met a few buddies there. Well, one of the cars she saw that I wired up, my friend Nate's car. And another buddy, Sebastian, that worked with me at O'Reilly's that were a little after you. Uh, he has a little 350 truck stick shift, but she just enjoyed herself out there. Sebastian, Sebastian, Sebastian. I guess. I think yeah, it was Sebastian. a little. Yeah, it was a, a black kid from the motherland, dude. He's from Nigeria. And uh, he's a pretty cool dude, though. Uh, I hang out with him sometimes, help him with his stuff and try to teach him some stuff. 
He has a, a 350, like, uh, what, what year yeah, Chevy is it? I'm guessing it's a, a 80, 88, 89. It's, it's a single cab, man. Um, I actually taught him how to stick shift the day he bought it because he didn't know how to drive it. What you taught him how to drive? Yeah, he was working with me, bro. He, he told me he was looking for a Chevy truck to, you know, fit in with all the Mexican dudes here. <laughs> and yeah, he showed me a few days in advance. Hey, I found this truck. I found this truck. It's just really nice, single cab, short wheelbase. But it's got that old school lean forward, like a little hot rod. And he told me, hey, I don't know how to drive stick shift. I don't know how to drive it. Well, I get there to work after I left the shop. At the time, I was working both places. And uh, I see the truck is there. And then I, hey, bro, you got the truck. How'd you get it over here? And Augie, <laughs> yeah, he helped him out. Yeah, Augie helped him out. Augie drove it over there. <laughs> Augie, the guy, you know, you know. Yeah, Augie. dude, that's my nigga. I love Augie. Yeah, he helped him. He helped him bring the truck to the O'Reillys. Hell yeah! And you don't know how to drive these, bro. How'd you bring it to the shop or to the store? And oh, well, Augie helped me out. Oh man, that's great. And then like, so what are you gonna do, Al? I mean. What are you going to do? You don't know how to drive. And he's like, I don't know, bro. I don't know. Just like, screw it. I told him we chilled at the parking lot for like an hour. I was teaching him the basics in the parking lot after work. So how'd you teach him? Did you go clutch first or did you go gear shifter first? Uh, I taught him first the basics of what is what. You know, the clutch, of course, and basics mecha- basic mechanics. He's, he's technical. He's got that technical mind. Right. So I taught him how it works. I told him how it works and then the process, you know, what the clutch does, how you're supposed to start or how I was taught basically. But just like I was taught, it was a crash course. And I told him, look, before I even started, bro, I'm like, let me move my truck out of the way in case you lose control. <laughs> so I parked <laughs> my truck across the parking lot around the building. And we went from there. You know, it was it was pretty fun. It was unexpected. It was a nice little experience with him. And he picked it up pretty quick because, like I said, an hour in the drive or in the parking lot. And then, you know, the parking lot where the back in the boxes and Castle Fun Center used to be? Yeah, it's right across the street from the O'Reilly's. Yeah. So, it a, yeah, it's a way bigger parking lot. So, I'm like, all right, follow me over there, and I'm going to teach you the higher gears because we can only go to second gear here. And then that was another – maybe half hour to 45 minutes, you know, across the street and teaching them more stuff, higher, lower gears, what to do when you're coming to a stop. Well, do, and, you, remember, do you remember the first yeah. time you ever learned how to drive a stick shift? Yeah, dude, like I said, it was a crash course. Um, this was, I was probably a freshman. In high school? And I, yeah, freshman in high school. And my mom was dating his trucker dude. Oh, and, did you learn it from a trucker guy? Oh, it's so much yeah, better. Yeah, man. And uh, it was funny because yeah, he came to visit my mom. I was just there with myself with her at the apartment. And my sisters were somewhere. And, and hey, go to the store with them. Pick something up. I can't remember what it was. But all right, whatever. And we go in his truck. And we go to the store with this and that. And I'm just watching how he goes through the gears and how he starts off. We're coming back on the way over. And we spend... I ask him the question, hey, so how do you do it? And how do you start this thing off? And I'm only, I've only seen Fast and Furious go shove the gear and go quick. So he's like, he starts explaining it for like five seconds. Then he just stops talking. He pulls over to this little corner store. 
and then he tells me to move over into the driver's seat. Oh, so like you had five seconds of learning how to drive a stick, and then he just like, all right, your just turn. Stop. He's like, no, no, I'm just, I'm giving you the wheel. We'll go from there. Oh, oh Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He gets out, and I'm like, oh crap, what the hell did I just do? <laughs> yeah, man, like man, this thing is a big Dodge Ram 2500. It's lifted. Oh, it's dude, that's a stiff clutch in that motherfucker. Yeah, front and back, which being a stiff clutch is a better way of learning, in my opinion. You that's actually the feel the clutch. Yeah, a stiff clutch, dude, than a, than a regular. Like, my car has like a, a soft clutch in it, I feel like, versus like a Dodge Ram, which has a, a stiffer clutch, way harder pedal. Yeah. yeah, for sure. You actually feel the actual engaging. Uh, compared, right. I've driven a Camaro SS, and they're way too soft, man. Like the newer and, Camaros? Yeah, uh, my boss, his wife had a S2 or something. It was like I've a fourteen. I haven't driven the newer any of the newer stuff. It it's it's got a softer clutch in it, really. Yeah, it's way softer. I, I did not like it. I almost stalled it like five times just down the road. It was it sucked. <laughs> oh, that's nuts! I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't think that. I would think it would have a harder clutch in it. Well, it, it was really way too light, in my opinion. And the only thing kept it running was just the engine and the adjusting, so it wouldn't die. Oh, that's but, crazy. Yeah, dude. Like he put me in the driver's seat, and he's like, all right. Just like I told my buddy, the basics. Clutch, this is what you do. Low gears, higher, shift up. Listen to the motor, basically, which is how I drive is listening to it. Yeah, I just go RPM-based, like if. Yeah, that's how I drive a stick. It's just it's all RPM. Or yeah, once it starts maxing out or shaking too hard, then yeah, shift it. <laughs> yeah, if it hits off the limiter, and, you're too in low of a gear. Hello, Ray, you there? Ray, Ray. Damn it, Ray. Are you there? Son of a bitch. Hey, you there? Oh, yeah. Okay, I can hear you now. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Uh, but, yeah, I was driving down Ward, teaching me the gear slowly. The first time I did it, I actually took off pretty good. And then I went to second, shifted, like, fast and furious, and just stalled the truck. <laughs> oh, yeah. The damn truck. <laughs> Dude, you remember the okay? So like, the first stick shift car I ever learned how to drive was an S10. It was a five speed. Well, it was a four point three uh, S10. And the first time I ever got up on a hill, it installed so much. I I couldn't. I was like, how do you fucking drive on this big ass hill like this? Yeah, yeah. And finally, I just learned how to feather the clutch a little bit and how to like. You gotta get the just creep. And you just you get the clutch at the right at the right position to hold it still and slowly let fucking it'll go. But a lot of people just want to jam it in the first or the second gear and just let just release the clutch all at once. I'm like, man, that's that's not how you do it. You just gotta just barely release it. You know, yeah, this freaking huge truck was just jerking its ass off front and back. It was crazy. It was funny. And I was nervous as hell, <laughs> but it was pretty cool. Like it was, like I said, a crash course. Some people can do it, and some can't. And 
I was able to, and that was the first. That was the first time driving stick shift. This huge truck, man. I was nervous because this thing was massive compared to other cars around me. Right. See, like I drive a stick shift now, and it, it's a pretty small car. I still got the CRV dog. It's still, I still, it's still <laughs> running. How? Uh, but it is, and um, it's got a, like a. It's got a heavy clutch until you start releasing it, and then it gets lighter as it goes. I don't know how. With gear, super, you can double clutch it, and it just feels so smooth. Well, mm-hmm. first gear, it feels like a almost like an F two fifty because I've driven an F two fifty before, where it's just a hard ass clutch, and you you barely release a. And it starts to want to take off. It has too much tug on it. <laughs> so yeah, it's just, it's. I don't feel like enough kids these days know how to drive a stick shift. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter because most cars aren't stick shift nowadays. I think there's only like eighteen or nineteen cars nowadays that are produced as a stick shift, and that's optional. Yeah, and then you have to you have to special order something. Yeah. I don't. I I love banging gears. I love shifting gears. It's something about it. It just yeah, for sure. Uh, it, no, that's what. The, what was it that little meme? The uh, what was it? Millennial anti theft for the cars, and it was being stick shift. Right. Because nobody knows how to drive them now. Well, now it's all like even like so. Like my, my mom got a new car, Acura. It's got the same motor as my 1998 CRV. It's the the 2.0, but bored out a little bit. It's a 2.4. It's the same block, everything. But it's got paddle shifters instead of like the regular stick shift. And hmm. so, so it's a sequential automatic. It's a sequential gearbox. So you can just so does she does she constantly shift it or does it? Is it optional to shift it's on the optional. paddle? Optional. It has both. Okay, interesting. Which is yeah, that's how um the car was, and even my mom, yeah, just she just got a new one, basically the new Forte. Are you? Which is their version. It has a. What's up? Your mom got a new Optima. No, uh, she got a new Forte. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it's got a CVT, but they call it an IVT, intelligent variable transmission. And it's honestly impressive for what they do because you shouldn't be able to shift an, a CVT into different gears. Oh, that's strange. But that yeah, you pop the shifter over and you got plus and minus and you can control when the CVT adjusts. So it adjusts like it it's adjusts actually the band as you shift it per se. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah, you can shift it almost. It's a CVT, but you can act like it was an actual multi-gear transmission that is insane so like yeah i know you had a newer car you had the kia stinger which had an actual six-speed transmission in it right it had was it six-speed or eight i can't even remember i think it was an eight was it damn i can't remember because i never actually let it i think it was eight speed because i would downshift uh, with the pedal it would go straight to fifth at a higher gear. I, I can't remember honestly, bro. Well, but um, that one didn't have 
it was the old school clutch packs it was the torque converter which again that transmission the car itself was impressive as hell dude your car was fucking fast i remember riding in it for like the first time and it was it was quick it put me back in a seat yeah. and for a kia yeah it was yeah that was a question that everybody had like bro it's a kia you know question and like yeah man i remember I was uh, I wasn't the first one to get it at Baytown, but I was the only one that had it in Baytown. You were at the time you were the first one that had Stinger in Baytown. Let's be real. <laughs> and I know I made a few sales cruising around there because I wasn't easy. I was always zipping around, man. Of course, I wasn't a BMW driver. I actually used my turn signals, but <laughs> and uh, I made a presence, especially when I took off the mufflers. <laughs> Dude, that thing sounded cool as. Yeah, man, it was it was pretty fun while it lasted. It was impressive as hell. That car was truly something. It was the uh, you had the was it the did you had the four or the V six? No, it was the twin turbo V six. Twin turbo V six. You took off the mufflers. Yeah, just the mufflers. I mean, it was. Did it help the boost in any way? You think? Uh, I, not honestly. I don't think it did. The muffler was more of a tone thing, uh, of course, to quiet it down because. Of course, it sounded different. Um, before I got rid of it, too, I put the K&N filters, just the regular K&N stuff, and you could hear the turbos more through that. It was it was pretty cool. Well, you would think, but you would think having mufflers on it after the turbos, it would. What do you think? Is it, were they after the turbos? Yeah, the mufflers were at the very very end. It still had the cats up front in the middle, basically X five. Uh-huh. The mufflers. Basically, we're at the very end, right, right in front of the bumper or the back bumper. Okay, so it it it, de- it didn't help boost. Okay, I'm about to say if you had them before the turbos, like some of the cats that they do nowadays, yeah, it would it would definitely help to boost. There's no, um, yeah, it had like cats slash resonators, which I think it was like uh, there were two in one for those things. But uh, yeah, dude, it was it was pretty fun. I even when Luke rode around in it, I gave him a little scare around the corner. When he was in there, dude, your thing, it, your car, it hugged around corners, and you didn't even have the the all-wheel drive version of it. No, it, that's what surprised me the most, man. Even when I got pulled over by a cop because he was on my ass one time in these back roads, and it was sprinkling, and he was just on me, on me, and I'm cruising at thirty, which is what the regular mile an hour is, and then he wants to pass me up. I didn't know it was a cop, but he wants to pass me up. I'm like hell no, you're on my ass and doing this. <laughs> So I stomped, stomped on, on it. it. <laughs> you know it down. It, yeah, I stomped on it, and it wants to. It, of course, being that uh that type of pedal it had, it downshifted like crazy. Oh, so it just started pulling up the turbo. I called ass. This is almost instant yeah. because I always drive in sport mode, and I'm heading down the corner, and these roads were actually pretty slick. It was sprinkling. I took that tight corner, at least forty-five, fifty. Oh, dude, it went up which is way pushing real quick. Yeah. Yeah, dude, like just the corner. That wasn't crazy fast, but for that corner, you know, I don't even do that in my truck, which is just not even fast. And uh, take the corner and make it all right, cool. And then once he makes the corner, his lights come on. Oh, shit. And like, crap. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was funny, man. I parked the car at an angle so he's not in the road. I rolled down my windows, turned on my lights so we can see inside. Were you on Decker? Where are you at? First thing. At the time. No, uh, you remember what it did? 
Cedarby or Lynchburg at the very end, the back roads is a railroad. Yeah, where where it meets uh, is it past I ten? Raccoon, raccoon. No, it's actually in the back roads. That's towards. If you're at Cedarby Lynchburg, um, where Walmart's at, you go east all oh, the way Cedar down. Oh, Cedarby Lynchburg. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now I remember. And there's the. Yeah, the railroad's there. I took the little road on the left next to it. Kind of where the Napa is, but uh, a little bit. Where the Napa that? Auto Parts is. Oh, actually, past yeah, that. that's what I mean. Past uh, it, yeah, pretty much there, but it was past it. It was just funny because the first words out of his mouth was, was that really necessary? <laughs> and, of course, be respectful. No, sir. Yes, sir. And it just let me go with the warning because we just had a little chat. What's going on? And he can give me a ticket, but for going too slow, if he was picky. And then I, I think that's why he let me go is because I caught him saying that, that I was going too slow. And I questioned what he was talking about if the mile an hour is 30. So he knew I was from around there. Right. And uh, he still, if me saying that it was 30, knowing that it was 30, he could have given me a ticket regardless. I think he just, he was just cool about it. See, that's cool because like, I would never have the balls to step on it when a cop pulls their lights on me. Like, I don't understand how people do that. Like, when a cop, no, it's it's. Oh, I didn't do it. I'd never do that. There's no point because this just makes your situation worse. I honestly don't see that. Right, like you can get shot. <laughs> you can get shot in, in Baytown for that <laughs> shit nowadays. Yeah, yeah, man. That car, like you said, the not being out with the man. Uh, I was just that my buddy, the one I told you about a while ago, Juan. When we went to the races in Denton on our my boss's small tire, my boss's stepson was with us, his son that grew up with him. And uh-huh. it was just the three of us in the stinger while my boss took the race car home by himself. He was ahead of us. We stopped. Wait, he drove that some bitch home? No, not the race car itself, but on the trailer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He uh we stopped by uh, his son's biological dad's house in Centerville, I think it was. And it was getting dark. Yeah, it was getting dark. So, like, you know what, bro? Just take the car. You know the roads. I'm not going to risk it. And Because this is real back roads, man. This is, like, gravel roads and stuff. And right. it wasn't fast per se, bro. It was, like, 40, 45. But still, in back roads, no all-wheel drive, gravel roads, it took those turns really good, man. I mean, they yeah, did an amazing a- job with that car. I, I miss it. You know, and now I got a little project, but I I do miss that car. That's what surprised me is like, you, your Kia took turns like it was an all-wheel drive car, and you would still like that car would push you back in the seat, and then you would take a turn with it, and it would still push you back in the seat like it, it was an all-wheel drive car. It was nuts, insane. Yeah, I mean, it was heavy, bro. I mean, this is a four-door heavy. This is a minimum 4,000-pound car, man, and, you know, it didn't have, of course, the, the speed of, let's say, a Corvette or a loaded Challenger, but it but can damn well. you're not paying well. that much for it. Yeah, and not just that. I mean, it can damn well take cornering more than likely way better than that Challenger could. Exactly. Like, if you were if you were at a track or race or actual road course versus a Challenger, you would you would, I think you would eat his lunch all fucking day. Yeah, honestly, I think so too. Being, you know, right there with it. It Actually might looking. have 200 more horsepower or so, but through corners and stuff, you would, you would eat his lunch all day. There's no, there's no doubt about it. I feel like. 
Yeah, man, it was something, but I enjoyed it for a while. Well, how's your um, how's your truck doing now? Well, uh, let's see. Like a month ago, the tranny finally went out. Seven hundred or four? Yep, it's already rebuilt by Lou's, but um. I mean, it went out. I knew it was going to go out eventually. I heard it ticking. I'm like, man, it's not the motor. It's not this. It's not that. I think it's the pump or something or the flywheel. Mm-hmm. You know, Lou's confirmed it for me when I was there talking to him about it. And I was just cruising, going home, and then it just, no gear, no nothing. Just engines running. It just went uh, in the neutral? Pretty much. It just lost gear. So the pump went out. It just lost any pressure in the system. Right. It had no line, no no. Uh, yeah, converter no line pressure. Yeah, there you go. And uh, I just thought, man, when I first thought, I'd, I've never had that happen, so I didn't know what to look for. But me being the technician, I'm like, all right, let's figure this out. It's still running, so maybe the flywheel broke. I killed it. I bumped the starter, and it spun. All right, flywheel's still good. It started right up. Yeah, it started up, and uh, let's check training fluid. I checked it, and I saw that it was higher than it should be. I checked it with it off. It was the same. I'm like, all right. That pretty much sums it up. I'm pretty sure the pump is out. Right. Yeah, sure enough. Yeah. But, yeah, I've got it actually set up now. I mean, it's all built. I just got to drill a hole out and Healy coil it. I got some upgrades. I got a chromoly flex plate, ARP bolts, just to not ever happen like that again because that flex plate was messed up or flywheel, whatever you want to call it. Oh, it had a couple teeth missing? Actually, it looked there was a crack on where the bolts were, and... Oh. That's lash based, so it would wobble. That's what right. that's what happened. It wobbled and it messed up the pump. Ooh, yeah, but it was about time, bro. I mean, I've had that truck since 2012, right before I graduated, because I got the job there. And before that, it was my dad, and it was rebuilt when he had it. So it was about time, man. What did you ever? I mean, you had a. I'm assuming because of that, the um. The style of that truck, it was a pretty beefy transmission that you had in there, right? Uh, per se, yeah. They had already done the upgrades, the, uh, what do they call it, the, the Corvette Turp? I don't know what it's called, but I know it had upgrades, and it was it was pretty well built for it lasting that long and having that kind of shift. And I'm honestly surprised it never broke sooner because I'm not easy on that truck either. I'm always manually shifting it. Yeah, I'm all, no, even all the way up to fourth, bro. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> when I'm in town, I'm always manually shifting it, man. Oh, dude, okay, that makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. I mean, after it got hit, I don't know if you knew it got hit. When was it? Last year or the well, year yeah. before? Thanksgiving it was the year before, because I was still in Baytown. I remember yeah, that. So I fixed it. You know, that was sad. Whatever. That was the first accident I ever had. It was my truck. I was ready to do body work. So the exhaust is just kind of dumped over the right before the axle. So manually shifting it and it's echoing under the bed. It sounds even better. (laughs) (laughs) Coming to like the stop or something, I'm in first gear and it's just rumbling and roaring. Right. And then you shift in the second and it fucking did that thing have a posi track in it? Actually, it does not. I don't think so. Uh, I think it's just a open rear end. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. Eventually, I'll get it posy and whatever. I'm not in a rush. It's it's just a stock 350 TBI with 
has simple headers and simple stuff that makes it go a little faster. Yeah, but the kick panels are what make that truck. The rocker panels? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, on the side? Yeah, I love that thing, dude. It's like, that's like yeah, the man, perfect yeah. fucking truck. That's why I want to I want to keep it that style. Maybe go air ride eventually, but I really don't want to drop it. It just, it has a nice stance ever since. Bro, if you drop it some bitch, I think it looks so good. Yeah, man, with the deep wheels. Yeah. It, I'm, never, I'm never changing the look of that truck, man. Ever since my dad bought it, even though it was no bueno or anything growing up. I mean, I learned how to drive in that truck, so I'm keeping that thing as long as I can. Even like the, so let's just, I, I guess I should tell the the listeners what it is. It's a, what is it, 91 GMC? Yep. Yeah, and there was 91 Chevy with the, it's a C1500. They have this, originally was like a regular Silverado package, but UCI, which is a company, I don't think you can get information from, Unique Customizations, Inc., in Mansfield, Texas, I think that's what the door panel says. That's tor- they took it over. It was basically like Mark III, or it was a third-party guy that aftermarket company that just made these things gorgeous. Paint job, the skirts, interior seats, wood grain, like actual it, wood grain. It's basically like when um, when Roush took the regular must the Mustang and made their own version of it. And they called it the yeah, Mustang, like, like Plus, an edition, yeah, a special edition, right? But you had a guy that that did it himself, but they they weren't as I guess as big as Roush, but they still made they actually. It. I've seen it was it was cool because where I worked, there used to be like an old GMC van, like the Safari van, the older ones, just a van, uh-huh. and he had the same logo on the side of his van. I never got to look inside, but it was another UCI van, and. It was, I wouldn't say a fairly big company, but it was a, a good one, a well-known one, because, I mean, I can only find one other car about it. Oh, it's, they don't that's make nuts. It. Yeah, I man, this is a, you know, all blue interior, real wood grain, and I'm trying to restore it to its former glory, because my dad didn't take care of it. It was beautiful. It was immaculate when he bought it at Ron Craft at its former location. And uh, I actually found a picture of how it looked originally with the two-tone. Oh really? Oh, it was two yeah. at one point. Yeah, it was the bright blue, and it faded down to like a deep indigo on the onto the steps and stuff. Oh, like purple? Yeah, like really, really deep blue indigo or something. Wow. Yeah, I have to send it to you, man, because we finally found it. We went through old photos, and we found a picture of the original truck. Maybe a few days after you bought it. Oh, that's nuts! I'd love to see that. That is insane. I didn't. Yeah. And- how did so did your dad repaint it or did yeah he repainted it blue he never actually tore it down and they just sanded it and repainted it blue because if you look at it in the sunlight you can see that it gets a little deeper blue in the bottom oh okay yeah i get what you're saying yeah he just he just kind of half ass stuff all the time <laughs> but that's crazy it was like, two-tone at one point yeah this was if you it, i remember my buddy showed me like a quick video of 90s car dealership ads and the style of these trucks were you know the skirts the chevys a little dropped uh there were so many of these beautiful trucks and they just disappeared and you can probably find them 90s chevy truck ads or something and a lot of them like the trucks i have another company was like show trucks of america or something 
Well, I mean, I've never seen a truck like yours. I mean, like when I moved to Baytown, I haven't seen one that looked as good as yours with the with the rocker panels and the the indoor the wood grain that was real wood. You know, yeah. you don't see yeah, that. It's, you see some real similar. There's one in Highlands, but it has the roll pan with the Corvette lights, which I hate. I hate roll pans on those trucks, man. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not a fan. I mean, there's no bumper. It's, it just looks odd to me. On Sebastian's truck, it's actually decent because he doesn't have the Corvette lights. Well, did you but, ever did you ever see the uh, my dad's old truck that got stolen? No, I never did. I think you told me about it, but I never actually saw pictures of it. Yeah, it had a roll pan on it. It was like a it was one truck with the uh, like the 06 SS wheels on it, and it had a roll pan on the back. Ah. It looked clean, but it 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 got yanked. <laughs> Damn, that, I'm just common for those things. Yeah, at Baytown, he was at Golden Corral and it got stolen real quick. Hell, my my boss is he got a new Durham. Well, I wouldn't say new. We got a, like a four or five Duramax from his sister. Or no, his daughter's father-in-law. It almost got stolen when he went to Walmart. The one down my down the road from me. Oh, the one uh, just because we had. Yeah, they just just before. Uh, I mean, he luckily he had a kill switch. That's the only reason it wasn't stolen. But of course, I had to rewire the the steering column and stuff. No, my dad's got stolen from the steering column, dude. He like they like they put a screwdriver to the lock and then put it in the ignition yep. switch, and it was gone. In what was crazy three is minutes. his they they ex- they took the damn uh, steering column covers off and they jumped the pats or vats or whatever it's called. Right. I saw how they did it. It was odd. And then, of course, they broke the cylinder lock. But because it had the vats, they figured they knew. And they tried to jump it, but we still had a kill switch. So he was lucky. Oh, he got lucky. But, yeah, and being right there next to the freeway, you know, if they had stolen it, it's gone. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be straight to Mexico. Because that's what happened to my dad's truck. Like, he got called probably a year and two months later. And a police officer pulled over another truck. That had his his license plates on him from oh, El Paso, wow. and so yeah, like you knew that that truck was it's in Mexico. <laughs> it was gone. <laughs> Damn, that sucks. Yeah, man. Uh, unfortunately, like from a boss, he actually had his gun in the door, and something he had, he wanted for a while a specific model. I can't remember his pistol. So like PSA and lock up your guns in your vehicle just in case. You know, carry a lockbox that's bolted to your truck or something, man. These, that's what a lot of people are going for now is finding weapons in your car and taking those instead. Right. Well, I mean, I've been watching videos online, and they can even – like Lucas's truck is like um, I think a 16 or a 17. I should, yeah, it's a 15, 16. I could be wrong, but they can steal those pretty quick nowadays too. It's insane. I haven't seen that yet, but it wouldn't surprise me because, well, there's a will, there's a way, and these thieves are going to want it, especially his, bro. I mean, he's got to be careful with his. His is a specially equipped one. Right. Well, what they do is they um, they take, like, okay, say your key fob is at the, the counter, right? You set it down every day, right? And yeah, your key fob is pretty close to your your side door. They can go up to, like, your porch hit a switch that 
interrupts the RFID in the key fob, which makes the the truck automatically unlock. It's insane. Really? Yes, it's crazy. I read about it um, when my dad's truck got stolen. I read about all about how they do it nowadays. I've seen one about uh, a Mercedes, like it's a, it was a kind of a viral video where they just kind of go up to it being a push button. And they basically, they were like a middleman from the key fob to the car. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly like that. Damn. Yeah. So like if your key fob is, is within a hundred or 150 feet of the car, they can basically, I, I'm do it. Trick uh, yeah, they can trick it into thinking, "Hey, your your phone or your tablet is the key fob." You know what I mean? Man, these thieves are getting technical, man. We've got nerds running the black market. I'm now. sure, dude. You have to make we have to make a new <laughs> gone in sixty seconds. <laughs> oh hell yeah! I love that movie. Growing up, by the way. I, I just watched it maybe a couple of days oh, ago on my VCR. I did a, you? I found a VHS. Of it. Yeah, yeah I found a VHS. One with Nicolas Cage. Oh, actually, the one with Nicolas Cage. Yes, that's the good one. Yeah, with um, Eleanor. Yeah. Ray. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've always watched that movie. It's one of my favorites. And it's actually my mom's, one of my mom's favorite movies, too. Oh, your mom likes that so movie? We shared that, too. Oh, dude, she loves that oh, movie. Yeah, yeah, it she, yeah, she loves that one. Uh, a lot of her favorite movies are a lot of mine, too. And we never really watched them together, but I guess we just had that same taste or something. Right. And uh, that's one of her favorite movies. She just hates the part of the snake and the and the Humvee. She hates snakes. <laughs> I could, I could, like, I don't know. I've never met your mom. But I could feel like your mom doesn't like snakes too much. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's insane! I didn't know. Like, I didn't know your mom liked the same movies as you. That's cool. Oh hell yeah! Um, or she introduced me to some. Like, hey, this movie's playing. Let's watch it. Enemy of the State. Uh, of course, The Fifth Element. We both. We, everybody loves that movie in my family. I've never seen that movie. With, You've never seen The Fifth Element? No, who, who's the have in it? It's Bruce Willis. Later on, it's Chris Tucker. Oh, it's a good cast. Uh, it, yeah, man, uh, Chris Tucker, of course, comedic. But, man, it's a modern classic. It's a really good movie. It's called man. The Fifth it's, Element? It's just fun. Yeah, The Fifth Element. It's like a sci-fi movie from late 90s, I think. Oh, okay. So I had good, good Chris Tucker in it, not the terrible one. Yeah, it had good, good Chris Tucker. He's a memorable character, honestly. Okay, I gotta watch that one. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, gone sixty seconds. The car. What else? This boosting the cars. Um, they should make a modern one though. But unfortunately, they just butcher everything they remake. But hey there. Yeah, sorry. I don't know why I disconnected. Uh, okay, I thought it was wrong. <laughs> no, you you're good. Uh, my ex was what was what is your favorite movie of all time? Damn, dude, uh, that's that's so hard, man. Um, it's actually more of a modern movie. Like it's more recent movie that I really. really yeah, it's a uh, it's the one I don't get tired of seeing. I can have it on the background or not. It was the remake of True Grit, Jeff Bridges and Matt Damon. Oh, it's a great movie. 
it was an amazing movie. It is an amazing movie. Uh, I mean, I, w- I would never see you as a cowboy fucking. T- <laughs> that's that's one of my favorites. That's one I can just keep watching. Um, now, if we're going animated, maybe Ratatouille or something. I mean, I never get tired of that. <laughs> Did you see the trailer for the new Tom and Jerry? It was odd, bro. I kind of want to watch it. It looks good to yeah, me. It's, 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 they're going old school with like a Space Jam or a Looney Tunes back in action with the mix and animation and live action. So it's interesting. But I hope they actually use the the OG sound effects from back then because the actual sound effect they were using in the trailer was off. But it, Right, yeah, it was it was kind of weird, but I don't know. I used to watch Tom and Jerry all the time. Yeah, bro, growing up, that was, let's see, Tom and Jerry, of course, Looney Tunes. Later on, it was Ed, Ed, and Eddie, all those old cartoons. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Um, uh, did you get the picture of my Randy t- tattoo? I, no, I did not. Randy tattoo? Oh, you didn't get the picture of it? So, I finally got a tattoo in life. It's Randy, right. Randy Marsh, on South Park. Yeah, as a butterfly. Oh God! <laughs> Did you ever see the episode when he turns into yeah. a butterfly? He's like, "I'm going to get some butterfly poons." Poon. Yeah. I remember that. It was. The, I got uh, that as a tattoo. I thought I thought it sent to you, but it might not have. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you ever got that. Oh, sad. Yeah, I gotta send it to you again then. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's badass. Uh, me, at night, I actually don't have any ink yet. I don't know what I want to do. I didn't either until I was kind of forced to. Like my friend was going to get a tattoo. He um he liked Ninja Turtles, and so he got a Ninja Turtle sleeve. And I was like, "That's fucking gay. You're queer." <laughs> and I was like, "What's my favorite show of all time?" I was like, "South Park." Easily, and so I was like, I guess, I guess I'm gonna get Randy as as a. I was thinking about the wheelbarrow one. Was oh, it yeah, yeah I was, that, that's what I was thinking about at first, and I was like, man, I don't know about getting Randy's balls as a tattoo. <laughs> and then I saw him as a butterfly, and I was like, yep, that's it, that's it. Yeah, nice. So now it's now I got. Randy on my shoulder. <laughs> oh man, I missed that show, man. They took it off Hulu. That, that annoyed me. They did. It's on HBO Max now. And if I'm not mistaken, from what other people said, does HBO Max have like limited times, and then they get rid of it, or do they always keep it? Uh, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't know. I don't have it. HBO Max. So. I don't know. I don't want to sign up to find out, man. It's too many. It's like fifteen bucks a month, and I'm like, "Fuck that shit!" <laughs> it's too much. Yeah, um, my boss's son slash coworker. He's got plenty. He's got some ink on him, but me, I don't know what I want to do. I know eventually I will, but I haven't decided. Yeah, it, it's a life choice because now I feel like. I have to get a whole South Park sleeve. <laughs> I feel like I have to get Tally and Cartman. And what you should do is uh, Satan. 
on your back have like the Imagination Land characters as a mural. <laughs> yeah, dude. Imagination. <laughs> oh, man. Damn, I missed one from that show. Did you watch the pandemic special? I have not, bro. Where do I watch oh. Where do I watch that? Wait, 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 wait. Which pandemic? The old one with the La Muerte Peluda? No, the new one where Randy Randy is the cause of, of the pandemic. No, I have not, man. I haven't watched it. <laughs> you gotta watch it. Where'd you watch it? I watched it on um Straight from the Source, South Park, like Comedy Central or what? No, I think I I think I sh- I streamed it from somewhere. I All think right. I Google searched South Park Pandemic Special uh free and then I just I found some links that worked. Sometimes you gotta like you gotta go through like a million links to get the right one. Some but, potential viruses, yeah, of course. Yeah, you, you might get this the blue screen of death on your laptop. <laughs> it's gonna work. All right. <laughs> Cool. Uh, you know, this will be worth it. God, it's so like, fucking hilarious. So, like, what happens is, I'm gonna spoil a little bit, but Randy, Randy fucks a bat in <laughs> China with Mickey Mouse. Remember when he was in Mickey Mouse and during the last yeah, season yeah. In China? The well, when he was in China, he fucked a bat, and that's what created the the pandemic, right? The coronavirus. <laughs> but then. They're like, oh no, it's a, it's a fucking, it's a pangolin that actually started it. And then so like they flash back to China, and Mickey Mouse is like, they're at a strip club, and Mickey Mouse is like, I bet you won't fuck the that pangolin. You fucked the bat, but you won't fuck a pangolin. And so Randy's like, fuck you, motherfucker, and he starts, he starts fucking the pangolin. And oh, so God. the scientists are trying to discover what actually. um created the coronavirus and so like they have the pangolin in in uh detention or whatever and then randy is trying to steal the pangolin from the, the center god damn it's hilarious <laughs> oh man i have to search it then man i have to watch yeah. it i've been on anything Dude, since the switch to max it's, it's awesome and they start making fun of like um like the the cops and stuff so like the cops get fired because of all the Black Lives Matter stuff. <laughs> they get fired again. But then they get rehired because of all the school shutting down and stuff. So they get rehired to the school to become <laughs> teachers. Right. Yeah, they become teachers now. <laughs> it's it's great. You got to watch it. Oh, man. All right. Hell yeah. I'll look it up later. See what I can watch. Have you played... Um, I know you're a big PlayStation fan. Have you played Ghost of uh, Oh Tsushima or something? Yeah, dude. Honestly, bro, I have not, and I have not really played many video games apart really from my Switch, bro. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, it was funny because the the PS4 Pro is there. I got the One X also, and. Uh, the Switch is my go-to. Even I'll just pull out my... Just recently, like this week, I pulled out my old Game Boy SP to play my old games. And, uh, you know, I keep all my old systems, too. I've got all that crap. But um, recently, I started replaying... I wouldn't say replaying. Continue a save file from the God of War game on PS4. 
and it was almost a year since I last played it. And that game is absolutely gorgeous. I'm just, I kind of stopped playing the games as much. The on the go is the way to go, bro. Well, see, like, I don't even, I stopped playing video games too. Like, I don't know why. It's, I think it's just because of work. And yeah. after work, <laughs> I get home and I'm fucking exhausted. So I go to sleep. And I just, I don't play video games hardly anymore. Yeah, dude, dude. growing up sucks, man. <laughs> I, it's, it's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> Too much responsibilities now, man. Right. Do you, but, uh, uh, do you still? So you still work at a at a, a diesel mechanic shop, right? Yeah, an auto and diesel shop, independent. A diesel as in light duty, like Power Strokes, Duramax, Cummins, Dodge, or something. Right. I uh, I left when I left uh, left Baytown. Y'all were y'all were doing not like um extreme performance work on it, but have y'all started picking up the pace on that? Actually, dude, no. It's it's the performance side has died down a lot. Now everybody wants to do more the appearance, lift kits, wheels. Um oh, that makes sense. Yeah, dude, they don't want to avoid their warrant their warranty against powertrain. Uh-huh. And uh they're going more appearance-wise and stuff. Some of that still avoids warranties a lot, but they really don't care. They The engine starts knocking, and they'll trade it in with some... What did that guy say in O'Reilly's 30 weight? Some 30 weight was a problem solver. But, yeah, yeah. performance side, uh, performance-wise, it's died down. That's nuts. I and, wouldn't think uh, it would have, especially diesel yeah. stuff. But and that's it's crazy to think though. I get from the older stuff we used to do, but these new diesels are are quick, even from factory. Yeah, they got like three fifty, four hundred horsepower, like eight hundred nine hundred torque. Yeah, these new fours are almost pushing a thousand foot pounds of torque from factory. That is insane. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. They're pretty quick, man. They're impressive. But they are they good, torque. reliable motors? Yes. If I was going to go top to bottom, it'd be Power Stroke. You would go Ford. I would go Ford. Unfortunately, yeah. It, Ford is the king now. What is it, 6.4? No, now it's a 6.7. And they, up, they upgraded it a little bit, but it's 6.7. 6.7 Ford, Power Stroke. That's what you would yeah. go with. I would go Ford. Is it compound and, turbo? No, that was a 6.4. This is still regular one turbo VGT. It's one turbo with uh, VGT, which people who who listen to this who don't know what VGT is is variable geometry, variable variable geometry turbos. Yep, and it basically adjusts the exhaust side flow. It'll increase or decrease back pressure, and physics works its magic. It'll make the impeller spin faster and quicker for turbo lag. Right, which basically gives you technically more boost or less boost depending and on quick the pedal boost. pedal position. Right. Yeah, man, and uh, yeah, Ford's the king right now. Even though I really don't like, they're they're kind of a pain, but they they are the king. They're better. And but the the first, body style. Person, I don't like the body style. I think the Dodge body style looks best. I've always liked the Dodge. The Fords are they're nice. I preferred the six four body, 
and interior suspension. The 6.4 was an awesome truck, but the engine was, eh. The, the engine management, whoever had it, rushed because of emissions, stuff like that. But I've always liked the Dodge, even though they were always, because they were always different. And the new Fords are actually going with their older square body look from the late 80s, early 90s. Which it right. looks good. They don't. They, they they work pretty good on it. And then Duramax, I don't know what the hell they're doing. The, I don't the damn like the new Chevy's. Chevrolet. GM, I hate. They look ugly as fuck to me. GM is just going backwards. I hate them. I hate the working on them. The like, what are you doing? They wanted to look like the old school, I guess C30s before they were called C30s, like from the 40s or 50s. I don't know. Really, I never heard that. Yeah, but. Well, like it looked from the looks like the old Chevy. You remember, like there was a slight grill above the front grill where the lights would be, parking lights. Right. I guess they wanted to get that old, old Chevy look. It, it just didn't work. It, they didn't pull it off very well. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Dude, yeah, just, uh, GM, it Chevy like, for me, bro. Yeah, like it, for me, Chevy all the way, old, old school stuff. But after like ninety nine, two thousand, it's gone downhill for me. Right, like. Well, I like the 06, 07 through like 2012 models. Yeah. But then like the new the newer quality. front ends, the 2020 front ends, like they it, it looks like the Chevy is just like always angry. It just looks like it's mad all the time <laughs> and it doesn't yeah. know what it's mad at. It's got resting bitch face. Yeah, it's it's, it's a resting bitch face. It's a Karen of the front ends. <laughs> It wants to speak Even to the Camaros, dude. The almost, almost every Chevy is like that now. You're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, it just I don't know. It's something they did with the headlights. I don't like the front end. The back ends, the the backs are right, but the I, I, front I don't end. like any of it. Even the like, back, I don't like any of it. That new bed design, the tailgate. They don't know what the hell they were doing. I don't know what the hell their design team was thinking or what they were on, man. Well, the did you the taillights aren't that great either. But it, it's so much wasted plastic nowadays, too. You have these LED style C's, I guess you can say, top and bottom. But there's this right. massive tail light that most of it is not used, but you're still paying a huge amount of money for it. Not all of it's utilized. That's true. Well, okay. So one time, Luke's, Lucas's truck was in the shop and they got a rental car. And it was a 2020 Escalade. With a 10-speed in it, oh, I will crap. say, that fucker was fast as fuck. Like, it was probably a 6,000, 7,000-pound car, <laughs> but yet it it hauled ass. Like, it was fast as a motherfucker. He'll tell you that, too. <laughs> Damn, I never asked him what he actually... I remember he told me about it, that is what happened to his truck, but I never asked him what he what he actually got for a rental. Yeah, he got a, a 2020 Escalade with a 10-speed transmission, 6 I yeah. think it was I think it was a 6 2. It might have been a it might have been a 5 3. But what 6 2 or 6 0? Oh, I think 6 2s were Ford, weren't they? They used to be 6 2s. They could have been you know a what, 6 0. No, you know why? They did have 6 2s also in GM, I think. I don't remember. Yeah, they I'm not really a gearhead for new stuff. I don't know. I forget which motor it was, but dude, it was fucking fast as a motherfucker. I remember, like, I was in the back back seat, the third row, 
and he punched this motherfucker in sport mode, <laughs> dude, and it set me back in the seat. I was like, it, it, dude, it <laughs> has a sport mode on it. <laughs> yeah, it had a sport mode in this motherfucker, dude, and he punched it, and it just where who in the hell rents the the Escalades is rentals? Who do you think? Where'd he go? I don't remember. It's been a long time since then. He probably like rented it himself and then just asked insurance to reimburse him or something. I'm pretty sure that's what happened because I don't know. <laughs> I I just remember going to watch the newest Harley Quinn movie. And ah, okay. Yeah, we went, all went to the movie theater. It was me, Shauna, him, and uh, Jenna. And this motherfucker punched it and it just set us back in all of the seat, dude. It was just like. I've never felt an Escalade move that quick. They, have, they, they do. Yeah, the GM does have their power, but man, their quality, in my opinion, has gone down. Their their engines are delicate now. Oh, that's true as fuck. The, the, it's all it's all direct injected. And in like, yes, direct injected. But man, that even non direct injected cars like the Dodges, I work on the fleet vehicles that are gas six fours, but they run so hot, it just makes everything break down so much faster. They want them to run at 210, don't they? All the time. Yeah, they do. Minimum. Minimum? Yeah. Uh, there's some that actually run a little bit hotter. And it was, I looked it up. It was actually normal for a couple of these Dodges I was working on. It's well, crazy. When you're, okay, so when you're first scanning a vehicle and it's at like 220. No, well, I'd, that's a little I'd too be hot. freaking the fuck out <laughs> if you didn't know, right? Yeah, for sure, bro, because that's why they also increase the pressure on the cooling systems. If you look at them closely... You have to. Yeah, they have to. So they've increased the pressure. If you look at the caps, pay attention to the newer ones. What are they at? Because normal is, what, 12 or 18 pounds? Some of them... Average was like 16, but I've seen the Dodge, I think, was like at 20 or 21. Well, the higher you raise the boiling point of the, the coolant, the, the more the, it can actually run. Right. The, the harder, harder it can run. But if you're just a normal mechanic and don't know that, that that yeah. happened, like that, that would have freaked you. Transitioned, yeah. Yeah, man, but I don't like them. The new Hemis, thanks to Fiat, they're crap. Delicate. The new GMs are delicate. Don't Ford. tell me Ford is king. Do not tell me, bro. Ford is king I'm, I'm right sorry. Now. I'm sorry. <laughs> EcoBoost <laughs> is going up, man. Wow, man. I, I hate to admit it. I never like admitting it, but Ford, their engineers know what they're doing. Uh, I'm sorry. It's just how it is, man. Working on all these cars and trucks. Screw the Duramax, man. I hate them. They're the worst now. What? Because of the compound turbo? No, like the Duramax engine power plant now. It just sucks and. This new one is the L5P, which is completely oh, different. L, um, what are they LML, no. It's it was just, okay. you know, they went from the L series somewhat. I guess you could say all they did was update the basic 6.6, and they just updated, changed some stuff. It's it still got the compound turbo with the turbo inside the, the valley, right? Uh, it's just got the regular one turbo, also VGT. Okay. But this is a complete redesign. It's not the same Duramax anymore. You can go, if you, you were a decent mechanic and you went from the LB7, the original, to uh-huh. LML, you can kind of figure it out just because it's so similar. Just, of course, a new different turbo, some fuel system stuff, EGRs. 
but this new one is completely different. What's okay? So, so what's different about it? It like the fuel system is not the same anymore. Of course, you still have the CP4, but visually, mechanically, it's just a, like a completely new engine instead of it being an update like normal. So you I mean, don't have you don't have regular fuel pump to high pressure pump. Yeah, it's still that. It's it's still that. It's still upgraded. They actually put that. The older ones did not have the transfer pump. It didn't. The new so how did it convert the pressure to that high of a pressure? Well, inside the CP3 slash CP4 pump, there was this little supply pump that would basically suck up fuel. And then once it was running, it was way fast RPM, so it would keep it supplied. And then, of course, since there's no transfer pump, it kept prime. On top of the fuel filter housing, there's a little plunger. It's a uh, telltale sign. Yeah, you can keep prime if you have to prime it up for switching a fuel filter or opening something. It, you it prime had it up. Own IAC valve, but basically as a fucking plunger to keep the pump. Yeah, prime. it was like a <laughs> mechanical. Yeah, it was fluid mechanical. Okay, that's but cool. I haven't messed too much with these new ones, but I went to the class for them, and they're just too different. It, it'll take a little bit just to get used to parameter-wise. Of course, you're watching the same parameters to diagnose, but working right. on them is completely different. Everything you in know, a different it, spot. That's that's why I like, of course, the newer cars, but diesels—they're easy to diagnose because they're all the same type of system now. Right. You know, Which a, a diesel—you don't have to deal with ignition at all. Spark basically, you just gotta right. you know you're gonna have spark per se, which is just compression. compression you just watch the timing, you gotta make sure cam and crank have signal and they're communicating, right? And then you go from there, you go from there, and then fluid builds, you know, pressure for the fuel, stuff like that. Just but they're all the same, you look at the same parameters basically. But now I feel like with these new direct injected vehicles, you have all the diesel technology coming over to a gas motor. Yep. Just slightly less pressures. You know, right. the diesel runs at a minimum 5,000 PSI at the injector or injection pump. You're looking at maybe 500 to 800 at idle on a gasoline. And then right. I think some of them maxed out. On gasoline. Yeah. Some of them maxed out at, I think, 2,000 or three. I haven't messed with too much of that either. I haven't had the chance. And I never... Yeah, I did it once. When I had the stinger, I was looking at data. Well, you see, I have, I got a friend that, that works for, or he used to work for Rear Morrison cylinder or racing in. Oh, okay. And, um, they took apart a 15,000 mile motor from a direct injected Ford Focus or Fusion. Yeah. Or one of those cars. Dude. 15,000 miles and the, the intake valve was so caked yep, up. That's their carbon. Biggest issue, man. Ever since they came out, man. Biggest issue. Right. It was insane, like how much carbon was on that fucking valve. Which, if you think about it, that's a restriction in airflow. Yep. Rest- fuel flow itself. Restriction airflow. You also have sticking valves. You have premature wear from the valves and the stems and stuff. And then if any of that any of that caked up carbon breaks loose and goes into your cylinder, you know, damage to cylinder walls and rings and stuff, potential. But right. It's, and then of course rough idle. Everyone thinks, oh, it's a misfire, and it's not. It's your intake valves. 
it's your intake valve being caked up because it's not being sprayed with fuel. Yeah, on exactly. The, yeah. the, the fuels would spray it compared to the, you know, diesels. Yeah. That's the same thing, but they're not as finicky for emissions as they, as you know, even till now, the coolers are what go out, but not the actual intake valves. Right. Well, I mean, I think because diesel is such a, it's an oil based fuel, right? Yeah. It's more oil based. It's, it's, it's yeah. It's, I think that would clean. I think that would clean a lot of the shit that doesn't like gasoline. It evaporates really fucking quick. It also uh, the gasoline on top of your intake valves and the old stuff. They clean your valves. That's why you almost never see any right stuff like that. But right it would, on the diesel ones, like like yeah, like I was saying on the diesel stuff, because diesel runs so much hotter, they have to have EGR coolers before they go into the intake. So usually. That's what plugs first, and not your EGR valve or your caked up intake valves. Usually, it's the EGR cooler first. Now, let me ask you this: I don't know much about diesel at all. I'm like, I've never, I've studied a little bit, but I don't know much about it. Mm-hmm. Is the EGR needed on a on a diesel motor? And what would... EGR is exhaust gas. Recirculation. Uh, recirculation. So it takes, Just, it takes the unburnt fuel. No, the re, it's the burned fuel. Basically, the burned exhaust you already just burned, and it reburns it through the intake. It goes through, through and the intake manifold. It. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. It it just burns it again, and that's carbon issues on any vehicle. You know, EGR sticking more than likely it's because it's full of carbon. But now, it's I trying to get rid of excess. Uh, emissions, Nox, right? Pretty and, much. Yeah. Basically, yeah, it's for emissions, you know, for your cat. It reburns stuff to get less and less, I guess, knocks and other stuff they want to convert in your converter. But right. I wouldn't say technically the only reason they need any vehicle, gas or diesel needs it, in my opinion, is just for emissions. Diesels, they have it to try to pass the minimum emissions for federal and they don't need it. And Honestly, unless you're really Volkswagen, good. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, unless you, emissions, the only reason, bro. EGR just wears your motor down, intake valves, uh, coolers, stuff like that. It's just unnecessary. Like I, I've never with the EGR valve actually race down a racetrack and gain performance. <laughs> you know what I mean? True and. Probably it doesn't. It isn't activated <laughs> that many RPMs. It probably does not activate at all. Right. But if it were to open, you will lose power. Exactly because you're not getting the same burn. Yeah, you're getting less oxygen. It's trying to compensate. Plus, back pressure is a big thing too. Let's say it's a turbo car, especially with turbos. Right. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you lose back pressure for your EGR while you're trying to beat somebody. I can affect it. Little details like that, but but that's emissions, bro. It's just yeah, emissions. It's, it's it's been like that since I guess seventy seven or so, nineteen seventy seven. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, they didn't introduce EGR for the Power Stroke until '03 for the six O's. So the six. Uh, see, that's what I've always heard was. I don't know if it was you telling me this or a lot of people telling me this, but someone told me like the six O's are fucking junk. Man, 
everybody wants a 7-3. I understand. I drove a stick shift, which was one of my favorite combos, is a 7-3 six-speed. The newer 7-3 is like 98 to 02. Uh-huh. The only thing that beats that is probably a 5-9 five-speed slash six-speed. But 6-0s honestly are, in my opinion, better. They were the problem child of the diesel world, but bulletproofing, getting that stuff done, make it last so much. And I've seen stock ones last a long time. Even I've seen one that was just a stock 6-0, no bulletproofing, no major work, over 300,000 miles. What? Okay, and, so can I ask you why? Why do you think they're better? Well, first things first, their automatic transmission was way better. It was huge upgrade from the 7.3's automatic. I mean, you have the torque there now. You had the better cooling for it, uh, better gears and stuff. I'm not too technical-wise on it. I just – I feel it. I know the difference in it. No, um, because, like, yeah, I know what you mean because I had a lot of people come to me at O'Reilly's telling me that their Ford was fucked up transmission-wise when it was a 7.3 motor versus <laughs> yep. 6.0 motor. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I know uh, that. I've worked on plenty of uh, – Dropping and swapping transmissions on seven threes. I've maybe done one six L swap transmission. Okay, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it says something. Even though we tuned them a little bit too. Uh, another reason I like the six O was the introduction of VGT again on you know variable geometry turbo. Less turbo lag because of it, whereas seven threes were wastegate. Uh, my opinion, better intake system, better co- intake or intercooling, and more power because of it it still had the old huey injection system just like the 7.3 which not a lot of people know how to work on according to a lot of people that ask us and uh so it's what do you mean old huey injection what is huey injection uh, there's a huey is h-e-i i can't even remember the acronyms but or the words for it they're basically hydraulic injectors you still have the regular supply from fuel but know, it's not like it's not electronic. It's 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 still yeah, it's still electronic. But instead of it like the high pressure systems, uh-huh. I'll explain that. But it uses the regular. It goes fuel through the head, normal jackets, and there's a spot where the injectors all share that jacket. But then it uses high pressure oil to actually pop the injectors open. So it needs. Oh, so it's like a it's like a coil pack system, pretty much for an yeah. injector. <laughs> Yeah, but it, the injector itself, not like a like a gasoline where, you know, you give it power, it'll click open, but right. it, it still has the electrical signal, but for it's it to actually op- operated. Open, yes, it's hydraulically operated with the electrical uh, signal. Okay. And that that's what sense. QE basically is. It, even old big, the big rigs had that, and then they brought it over because International made those engines with Ford. Back in like the 80s or whatever probably 90s i would assume uh and actually er, 93 is when they introduced the 73 slash 94 94 year model power stroke okay. first came out with that and then all the way up to oh oh one six oh 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 one well well i'm saying the huey injection international was with them oh. from before um but the 73 generation all the way up to oh two had the huey injection system and then oh three to Oh six and a half was six O Huey injection. So oh oh six and a half. Where where do they go to after the Huey injection? That was a six point four, and that was the high pressure fuel system, which is what everything uses now. Okay. 
And the 6.4 is what has the compound turbo, the one you were, you brought up, which is right. basically two turbos, but one turbo supplies the other yeah, turbo, right. which is, yeah, with already boost. If I'm not mistaken, at idle, technically, because of the first turbo, the engine has five pounds of boost ready all the time. Right. So you got a smaller turbo feeding a bigger turbo. Uh, we've, we got a regular, just regular turbo, nothing, just like an impeller's feeding a vgt turbo of similar size but it's vgt it feeds that intake side with five pounds of boost mm-hmm. and then of course being a vgt with already boost this engine was awesome per se as in power and torque and speed it was just rushed and it wasn't as reliable in my opinion right so like uh, i i come from a racing background so like Usually, when you have you have either two turbos powering a bigger turbo or vice versa, and what happens is it basically it cools down the the charge, the air charge coming into the the last turbo, which makes it more dense, mm-hmm. which means that that last turbo is thinking it's like the same as the other two turbos meaning so like say the first turbo has 10 pounds of boost going through it okay all right that the next turbo it has an intercooler and the next turbo thinking it's thinking oh i have 10 pounds of boost but i can also have this much pounds of boost because more the temperature difference right right oh, okay. temp, temp difference so it's basically thinking oh i'm running at atmospheric pressure because <laughs> it doesn't have to work as hard, pretty much. I haven't. That's seen the way it. I learned comp- a compound turbo system. Yeah. Now it, it I could be wrong as fuck. I well, no, it depends because so compound usually is just one feeding the other per se. Like, that, right. That that sounds like a like a compound turbo. It's just it's intercooled differently. This one goes straight from one turbo to the other, then the intercooler, but it's still the same basic principle. Well. From what I hear, diesel motors don't really like intercoolers too much. Well, but I I've never messed with a diesel, so I don't know. I've never actually even thought about that, man, because it's huh, I never thought about that. They're still of course they run hotter than gasoline. Well, gasoline's getting pretty hot now since it's direct injected, but I mean Right. The, let's say the Cummins, the 12 valve Cummins was not intercooled until 92. And then also the Power Stroke Ford, when it came out, was not intercooled for the first generation, only the second generation. But I never actually looked at the data for that, in my opinion. You know, I mean, or not opinion, but I haven't actually thought about it. Yeah, that's like one of my, my friends, he's a, he's a cylinder guru. Like this dude. He's amazing with cylinder heads, and he always saying that like, tur- like diesel engines don't like don't really like intercoolers too much, and I don't know why. I should have read up on it more before saying this, but that kind of makes sense now, dude. Sorry to interrupt you, but I've noticed that they've gone smaller, and not only that, but Ford for the six seven, they've got water cooled intercoolers about the size of a, a desktop PC. Instead of this big intercooler radiator, right? It it has something to do with the the charge density. 
and how like diesel reacts to the uh the compression of it. it it's something with that i know for sure i read it the other day but i just i can't i'm not i mean no but what you kind of makes sense now that i think about it like i said it's been changing it looks like they've been getting smaller with different of course temperature and then you know maybe apart from being direct injection which atomizes the fuel better it probably is better with right. slightly warmer temps. That that's what I would assume with diesel because diesel likes to be hotter than gasoline. Yeah, it's a completely different thing. I have to look into that. I never actually thought about it. I'll find the post that I saw the other day and I'll I'll share it to you. It, it, it'll have to be after this podcast. All right. But, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting because like I don't I have never messed with the diesel engine in my life, and I know you have so. Yeah, man, the biggest thing, if you're going to start messing with it, learn, don't be scared of it or of anything you're going to try, even if it's messed up. You know, if you're going to tear it apart, all right, this thing doesn't have spark plugs. Don't be like that customer at O'Reilly's. You know, he (laughs) insisted, he insisted his, actually, that wasn't even spark plugs. It was glow plugs. He insisted his Cummins had glow plugs, but it was on a normal truck, which only (laughs) used air heater. But you remember when you remember Arthur told us, rest in peace, Arthur. And yeah, rest in peace, man. He was an amazing guy. You remember when he told us the guy asked him, or he 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 gave the guy like a compression test, and like the the, the engine had no compression. And he was like, Man, you got to go buy eight bags of compression at O'Reilly's. And the guy actually came up to O'Reilly's. Oh, man, yeah. Oh man, Arthur was something else, man. He was such a cool dude, and he wasn't stingy with his knowledge, man. He, I asked him a question, even though I was technically a competitor working in both in uh, a diesel shop, and he would teach me stuff right off the bat and explain to me what makes the difference, you know. Well, he give was me information. To like me and you, we weren't into the the foreign. Like we knew about yeah. foreign stuff, but we didn't know a goddamn thing about foreign stuff. Yeah, so, man, this guy was... <laughs> he was super smart about like foreign cars and and me and you being curious, always wanted to learn about okay, how does this work? Why is there ten solenoids in this tr- one transmission? How does it work? How does this engine why work? do you have to like why do you have to program a water pump to an engine? Yeah, like <laughs> why does my have different codes compared to everybody else? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. And even his sons, bro, they're insanely smart about that. Even when he like, he would always come over also every once in a while to the shop, hang out with us, and hang out with my boss Lewis, and shoot the shit, man. It was it was a cool dude and insanely smart, and was not stingy with that info with his knowledge. Right, which you go to their shop because they they're not going to know anything <laughs> at all. But then you actually start to talk to them, and you're like, "Oh, these motherfuckers they they know some shit." <laughs> and put me in my place. <laughs> right. It's it's um that and and see that's like that's uh I moved away from Baytown, but that's what I miss about. Houston, the Houston area is like learning shit about different types of cars and stuff. And the diversity of the people who know them. You know, working on it, that yeah. was the coolest thing. I missed so much about O'Reilly's was 
this guy says, oh, I've got this going on. And then, bro, let's talk about your project. What what you got going on? And he'll teach you some stuff. Yeah. What's like, going, what he's doing. You would meet, like, a lot of cool people with different kind of cars. And even though, like, I say, like, you or me didn't know much about imports, they would teach you about the import world or the, the gasoline world or even the diesel world for me. Like, I didn't know shit about diesels working like coming in O'Reilly's but you taught me so much about diesels that like now I understand how and I could probably tune a diesel engine now that I think about (laughs) which is insane mechanical stuff there's there's tricks to the old mechanical stuff it's pretty cool right like I'm sure from you coming in from the diesel world I'm sure you could tune a gasoline you know what I mean you just have to add one more extra timing yeah yeah you're right i never thought about it like that though <laughs> yeah. uh, i don't know i don't know why it makes me more nervous to tune the gasoline than it does a diesel no you just gotta have to add ignition timing like that's <laughs> that's what that's how i always thought about tuning like a diesel engine when you was teaching me all this stuff i was like oh i just gotta subtract fucking ignition timing and it's just injector timing that's <laughs> pretty much it yeah man it's pretty crazy people you meet just in the places you work. Right. Well, I mean, you also get a lot of doc- Yeah. Yeah, there's some, some people that I wouldn't say, but some a lot of the younger generation, and I'm over here talking about younger, not much older than them, but common sense has kind of gone away. Well, I, I think um, we had a lot of kids that that didn't even like cars apply for the job and got the job. And then they were telling people how to fix their cars. And you're like, dude, like, yeah, I know you no, don't but- understand how it works, but why are you telling this person how to fix their own car like that? You know what I mean? I think that's a lot of, yeah, the- but then, yeah, you're right. There's the knowledge isn't there for them to actually be telling them. Exactly. That's 100% exact. You're exactly right. And, but then every once in a while, you get someone like a little bit, though. Dude, uh, yeah. yeah, he did not have any car background, but he used his brain, which we used in school for context clues. He started learning, paying attention to us. And then through there, he used context clues. Someone walked in with the part and it looked familiar to him. And he figured out, oh, that's an EGR valve or that's a purge valve. And, well, he he actually learned. He, he was one of the few people right. I've met that actually learned. He was he was smart enough to actually kind of want to learn, and he did learn all the parts names, and then he actually took it a little bit further and wanted to learn, okay, how does this work? How does this work? You know what I mean? Which yeah. a lot of kids nowadays, I feel like, don't really want to know how stuff works. Yeah, man. And then that one time there was that that girl that got a flat and he didn't know how to change a tire, but he asked me, hey, can you help me show this girl how to change a tire? Or I think he asked me if I can help her out or something. I can't remember. And I'm like, all right, and I'll teach you how to do it. You're going to do it all, but I'll, I'll show you the steps. And he jumped on it, bro. He's like, all right, show me because I don't know how to change a tire. He jumped on it. And I taught him the basic stuff. All right, bro. First things first. Is his front wheel drive or rear wheel drive? 
and which tire is flat. Front tire is flat, front wheel drive. Hit the e-brake. Keep it on there locked. Something anybody can overlook and potentially hurt themselves. Yeah. Something simple. Yeah, see, I mean, even if it's a rear wheel drive, I always hit the e-brake. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's a rule of thumb. You're right. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, he jumped on that dude. He, he like, dude, show me. I don't know how to do it. I want to learn. And like, all right, I was with him the whole time. Showed him how to do it. He showed off a little bit in front of the girl. <laughs> he probably got her number, bro. I think he got her number. Did he really? I'm pretty sure he did. He was smooth like that. Man. Oh, shout out Alex Herrera. But the cool thing yep. was, like, he would come from like class, right? Because he was, he was in college, and he would. Yeah, he would be teaching us yeah. about fucking how his electricity stuff would work. <laughs> I mean, like, I'd yeah, he was you're right. He's going electrician. Yeah, yeah, he, you're right. He just like lockout, tagout, and stuff on Exxon. I'm like, I don't know shit about that shit. Because like, <laughs> yeah, I'm dumb when it comes to that. But I and just, that's how it kind of should be, bro. Even if you're not gonna go into a field like that, or you know, you're not focused on that. Just hey, this is what I'm doing. Just people sharing knowledge. Even if it's not critical or anything, right? I, I I love learning new stuff every day, and that's 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 why I keep living is because like I I want to learn every day about anything. I don't care what it is. You can teach me how to fucking paint a picture or a stick figure, or how to <laughs> do a tattoo or anything like that. And I I don't know. I just I think me and you both have the same mindset than that and like we always we're always willing to learn anything yeah man at least try it i remember there was this one uh elderly woman my sister took care of her neighbor um but she told me something it was a day you don't learn anything it's a day wasted even if it's something small right man that's something that's beautiful (laughs) that makes sense now (laughs) i mean you don't learn anything what's the point right i learn some every single day every day like right now i'm working for a um a hunting ranch a high fence hunting ranch dude and i don't know anything about hunting i've never been hunting in my life i don't know how to shoot a bow i've never shot it like a real gun besides like a, a pistol but i've never shot like a actual a rifle with a scope on it you know yeah so now i'm learning okay this is how you shoot this this is how you shoot a bow this is how you track an animal this is how you skin an animal and it it it's different but i'm enjoying it hell yeah dude that's good yeah i've not yet to hunt either or skin an animal uh Shot a few guns. Uh, my buddy has a little deer lease in God, where's it at? Madisonville or something? I don't remember. Centerville. I don't remember, dude. Up there. One of those. You know, we shot we shot his pistol and his what is it, three oh eight or some crap with the scope, his hunting rifle, uh-huh. his shotgun, I think it was. He's got a, a comically long twenty two revolver. The barrel is sixteen inches. What? It's, it's like yeah. it came out of a cartoon. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like almost like Jack Nicholson is the Joker, I think it was, right? Yeah. And uh, he was trying to find the 24-inch barrel one, but they were sold out. <laughs> so he got the smaller one, the 18-inch? Yeah, and then... Uh, yeah, like I said, I haven't 
hunt it. Eventually, I will. I mean, I want to learn that skin, survival stuff. You never know. I know how to fish, basic stuff. And uh, being the Boy Scout way back when, um, learn how to do Are stuff. You a survival. Boy Scout? Yeah, uh, when I was, I think, how old was I? Maybe thirteen or fourteen. It was a, just a short while, maybe a couple years. Actually, that was the first time I shot a gun. Was at a summer camp in El Rancho Sima was the camp in Texas, I think it was, and that was the first time I shot a shotgun. Wow, it was the ski shoot. Boy Scout. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, Boy Scout. For Did you bit. get any badges or merits? I guess. Yeah, I got some badges. I actually still have the Ziploc, and I think I might even have my like scout shirt. And this thing was maybe a medium. <laughs> dude, you better you better try to put that on if you find that stuff, man. You better take a picture. Yeah, dude. I have to find it. I know I have the some of the badges and aviation badge for we went to San Antonio to an airport. A lot of troops. They took us airborne, dude. They were in the air, little airplanes, independent planes, floated around the city for a little bit. It was pretty cool. They taught us how it worked, the physics of it. Which is crazy because this is the Boy Scouts and they're teaching how airplanes work. Right. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool though. I remember that vividly. That's awesome. I wish I was in the Boy Scouts. Like, okay. Well, nowadays you're seeing like, okay, Boy Scouts, like a lot of them were like molested. I don't wish that on point anybody. But yeah. They got some good life skills out of that. <laughs> so oh, <laughs> for sure. They got they got they did. Um I personally and nothing ever happened to me. I never had anybody. <laughs> I was about to ask you, like anything ever. Yeah, it didn't happen to me. It wasn't any um butt play or nothing. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, and it was cool. I enjoyed it for a little while, you know. And then we moved around, whatever. But we went to yeah, could I think it was two years because I went to summer camp twice, which was a week. One here in Texas and one in Oklahoma. And uh, it was, I like to do it. It still taught you a lot. You know, not just survival-wise, but like you said, life skills, stuff like that you can use. Right, like how uh-huh. to tie a knot properly. Yeah, different knots and which ones to use for which occasion. Hell, what was it called? The bull or bowline or something, which is basically a quick safety line if you were to fall in a river. Nigga, you, you asked the wrong person. I wasn't in Boy Scouts. I don't know how to tie yeah, a well, knot no, no. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. But they taught us one where you can actually tie it one-handed if you were to fall in a river. And really? you have to hold. Yeah. That's the type of shit I want to know. Like how to tie a knot. Yeah, like you, you got the rope in one hand and you got a one-handed knot around you with the other hand. And uh can't really remember it, but I know it's there somewhere. <laughs> it's somewhere. If you get lost in a river, you probably will remember it. Yeah, hopefully. That or Old school Navy thing with the pants and you wrap it around your neck, tie it off and wrap it. Wait, what? You, you ever done wait, that? No. Yeah, it's a, it's well, an old no, school. I've never been yeah, lost in the river. <laughs> or or the ocean, like it was an old school thing, especially in the navies. That that's where they had the bell bottoms, if I'm not mistaken. You that was the original the purpose pa- of the bell bottoms. Yeah, to get the most air, because if you were to jump ship, you take your pants off, you tie the ends together, the legs. Uh-huh. And then you use the waist the waist section, which is closed and buttoned or whatever, and you use it to scoop as much air as you can as you're scooping down. And then the pants would retain as much air as it could I mean, also. So it's as a flotation device. Yeah, physics-wise, it makes sense. And hey, we I did it. It it actually worked with jeans too. <laughs> I mean, 
as long as they were wet before you did it, the air had a hard time escaping. Right. Wow. That is insane. Yeah, it was pretty cool learning that. And I tried it out. We had to do it to pass a test on one of the, I think it was the lake in Oklahoma. If not, it was the year before. Bro, I bet, dude, and I hate Juggalos, but I bet Jinkos were the shit for Oh, that. God. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you're tying those, man. That would be amazing, but I don't know how you could even do it. You'd die before you can get those things inflated. <laughs> oh, Jinkos. <laughs> I need to find some, bro. I've never had any. I think it was slightly ahead of my time. Yeah, me Just too. Like, I've never had any either. <laughs> but yeah, I remember I find- people wearing them, though. <laughs> In middle school and shit, I remember like some kids had them on. Them and Fat Farms. Fat Farms, of course. And then the off-brand, which was FUBU's. Oh, yeah, FUBU's, dude. FUBU's. Mm. I used to have Fat Farms and FUBU's. Yeah, me and my two sisters. Well, I had Fubus once, just solid white. They look like knockoff Air Forces. Right. But I didn't care. You know, we we're poor. I didn't care. I, I had shoes, whatever. But the Fat Farms, me and my two older sisters would share because we were all pretty much the same size. Oh, so you had to go neutral color on them, huh? Yep, black. But the leaves and the logo had a slight gold to it, like on the ed- on the edges. Oh, that ain't bad. That's cool as fuck. Yeah, that's pretty. They were pretty nice. Oh yeah. But yeah, I mean, life skills like you said, learn how to cook more, chop wood. Did Did you um, ever take spots. home ec in school? Yeah, uh, you know what? I don't think they even offered it. It was called something else, I think. Really? I think it was even called life skills. But man, this these generations nowadays don't know that. See, like I learned you know, how to sew in fifth grade, and I like I remember okay. that. But really, yeah. So like nowadays, I don't think any kid knows how to sew. No, um, I learned how to sew from home, dude. Like I grew up with chicks, so I had to learn what they were learning. And yeah. uh, hey, I know how to cook more. I know how to sew. I know how to clean the house, of course, do my own laundry. So and then, of course, fix my own house and cars. So I'm pretty but much independent <laughs> you're independent but like this new generation dude i'm I, i'm scared because like they're not gonna know anything they're not even so the dependent basic on their tablets and their phones and hey, i don't know they're gonna they're, they're gonna say they don't need to learn it they'll just follow a how-to video oh that's true they're gonna learn it i mean they're not even gonna learn it they're just gonna watch it and they're follow watch it yeah they're going to follow instructions, but they're not going to absorb any information. Right. That, okay, I never thought of that. That is, Yeah, you're right. You're, you're 100% right on that. They're just going to watch just a video gonna... on how to do it. Because, like, I do that now. I'll watch a video on how to do something that I don't know how to do, but I'll, I'll never use that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they won't absorb that info. They'll just follow instructions, which is, you know, I mean, between you and me, the government, that's all they want is people to follow instructions. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I don't I don't get much into politics at all. Yeah, I me mean, neither, bro. I'm just, I'm just fucking around. It's for the, the listeners. Yeah, yeah. thinking. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, so, like, I got, I think, five or six listeners from Ireland. Oh, no shit. Yeah, which is dope. 
It's cool yeah. as fuck. So I like I'm at six hundred and I think twenty three or twenty four subscribers now. And five or six of them are from Ireland. So like you can break down each country on your on this app or whatever. It'll show you, okay, I got this many followers from America, this many followers from this country, and so on and so on. And when I sur- when I saw the first follower from Ireland, dude, I freaked fucking shit out. Like, That's <laughs> fucking cool, dude. You like potatoes? <laughs> Damn, that's pretty cool, man. You can see that. Congrats on the subscribers, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I've I've always listened to podcasts, but doing one, it's it's um, it's like therapy. I feel like it's cool. Hmm. I like it. No, that's good. I never, I've never done one. This is the first time. I mean, I'm kind of. It's cool now. I'm just talking to a friend, you know, and whoever's listening, what you know, if they want to listen to it, thanks. Yeah, exactly. But, but I mean, like, I mean, I was, dude, freaking the entire, more my entire life, probably till now, not as much, but stage fright, bro. I'm like, oh god, it's. <laughs> That's why I was like texting the bro. What do I do? Do I need a mic? Do I need to do this or what's up? <laughs> no, see, like that sounds like not nah, ever. We're just we're just having a phone conversation like we used to, <laughs> you know. Hell yeah. yeah. See, I was always scared too. I was like, bro, I I can never like talk in front of people, but doing this, it's it's different. At least that's how I envision it, you know, always. I don't have any um topics or anything per se. I don't care what we talk about. We could talk about anal sex, we could talk about race cars. I don't really care. Anal sex in but- race cars? <laughs> Dude, you're just butt fucking <laughs> shifting gears in the fucking drag car. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you're all drifting. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's thanks. Unfortunately, I always see everything as a double-edged blade. Thanks to technology, it's possible. And then, of course, other stuff it bites in the ass. You know, social media is good and bad. Unfortunately, there's always going to be good and bad everywhere, but. Now this I, is possible. Just <laughs> can I tell you why social media sucks? Well, go ahead. Because you're not you you're not on social media, and I have been trying to find your fucking number for six. Oh God, dude, seven you're right. months, dude. <laughs> you're right, and uh, I don't have any social media, and that's a good and bad for me. It's terrible because I've been <laughs> trying to look for you for like eight months, dude, and I like I can't. No one had your number, and me and Luke weren't on great terms back then, but. I know now we're all right, but still. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, been, and I've been that's for kind of, a while, right? <laughs> we're gonna start like, man, I'm probably gonna get a Facebook now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm kind yeah. of still with fans, but man, it's just there's too many people now that like I've lost contact with or something. Right, that's the only reason I keep yeah. a Facebook. I keep to to keep up with friends and to post good memes. <laughs> of course, memes. Yeah, my meme game is strong. All right, man. I, I'll have to get a Facebook to see it, and I'll, I'll be a judge of it. Is it as strong as Chris's? Nelson? Do you remember Chris, Chris from our our assistant manager from O'Reilly? Yeah, dude. Is, oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, my, my meme I got something to look forward strong. to. It was, it was kind of dark, so I got something to look forward to, man. Dude, I saw a meme that said... Uh, it had a picture of a wheelchair with a screen on it, 
and it was like Stephen Hawking's wheelchair, and it said action figure not included. <laughs> Dude, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty dark when it comes to memes, but it's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> I guess someone tried, uh, someone tried, uh, he still worked at O'Reilly's, and someone tried to steal the catalytic converters off their trucks. And he posted a picture this morning of it. Really? I, honestly, bro, I haven't been over there. Um, I don't know if you knew this. Sorry, Anita. Uh, Hubert had already passed away, too. Hubert died? Yeah, man, I didn't know about it. And this was a few months back. And I didn't know till later. And this, when I found out, he had already been passed like two weeks. This is a while back, bro. When did, what? I, for those of you who don't know, you know, Hubert was, Hubert Wolf was his name, is his name. Uh, he was a driver for our store, our delivery driver. And, uh, dude, this is a few months back. I had walked in and I saw my side at the counter, said how everything was going. And she said it was all right. She gave me a hug and she's like, I don't give a crap with this COVID shit. Well, she didn't cuss, of course, but she came around the counter and hugged me. Don't get her in trouble if you're O'Reilly's and you hear this. And, uh, she just, you know, this is early in COVID crap, man. This is when they first started doing the barrier stuff. And she told me Hubert had passed. And yeah, dude, the coroner had to hold his body. Not coroner, I guess. I don't know. The morgue had to hold his body because of COVID. Wow. I didn't, I, I thought about Hubert the other day. I didn't. I didn't yeah, man, he had I passed a few months back. He had some funny stories, man. He was he was cool. Dude, that motherfucker always loved gambling. Uh, <laughs> he had some great stories about that. Yeah, him and his girl, man. Him and his and girlfriend his... and him in the Navy. Like he always had good stories. Yeah, man. He was he was cool. Well, and, I didn't yeah, man. I didn't know he died. Man, that's Yeah, now I gotta I gotta be careful, but I gotta check up on Danny. I, I saw him a couple times. I've seen him on the road too in his big ass LTD, and uh, I just gotta make sure he's good too. I see. After I left O'Reilly's, I used to go over to Danny's house a lot and help yeah. him with his car. And uh, it was when I don't really want to mention this, but it was when his daughter was in the hospital for some stuff. Yeah, that's right. He told us, yeah, and. Um, he seemed to be doing all right, but I haven't, I haven't called him in probably about six or seven months or so. So I don't know how he's doing. I hope he's doing all right. Yeah, I mean, um, I remember when he, he he showed up at the funeral for Arthur, when me and my, my buddy Juan he knew him too, and he was there with us. He told me about his his daughter and she was doing better, and uh, which is crazy thing. But that uh, was nuts. Like I, I've, I've seen him in his LTD, bro. I mean, his big blue LTD that he got cheap and I just haven't stopped by his house but the cars are there so well I mean, I mean that's a good sign man yeah for sure and, uh, and Danny's and... Danny's about 90 years old and probably one of the few human beings who really and truly does not give a fuck <laughs> yeah I'd say that yeah Perfect way to describe him. He'll respect yeah. you, though. He's respectful, depending on how he feels about you, of course. I used to open with him every morning and just... We'd have the greatest conversations in the world. We'd talk for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I love that son of a bitch. 
I wish I had yeah. his number. I'd call him. Uh, I'll drop by, bro. I mean, I'll see if I go this weekend if I'm not working on my truck. Make sure he's good and get his number for you and me. Because I think I had it, too, and then I think I lost it, like, when I switched my phone. I don't know why nothing backs up when you want it to. See, this is why I have an iPhone, dog. Ah, I don't like iPhones, though. Did I tell you I switched over? I went from Android to iPhone. Oh, dude, you're you're mainstream now. You're a basic bitch. Yeah, I'm I'm totally going to pumpkin spice. and uh, Can I get a a vente, please, (laughs) with some Uggs on? (laughs) Basic bitch. Wearing your Uggs and stuff. A Han Solo look. Yeah, yeah. I got the blue lightsaber on. I don't know anything about Star Wars, so don't. I've never seen Star Wars. <laughs> don't tell. Don't tell yeah, me. Well, you, you know it's blue, but I think the red one gave it a little more effect to him. <laughs> right. For those of you know. Have you watched Star Wars? Uh, I've got the OG trilogy on tape, I think. But have you and, watched? And uh, I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen. It's like it's like a little three three tape collection, and you know what? It's funny since I bought it at an estate sale, I haven't watched it. And I've seen them, just never every movie to its full length. It's been always parts. But if it was on TV, I'd watch it. Now, I did see, I I saw number seven, and I don't even remember where. But I do know I watched number seven. I might have went with the buddy in theaters. I can't remember. I have not seen the other two. I can't. I've tried. I've tried so hard to watch them. Like, I even, I've. Made popcorn. I've like gotten the mood for it, but I just I finish them. It's even it's the first one. It's the third one. I've watched them in different order. I tried it. Mm-hmm. Do it. I, I just I can't. Do you are you into sci-fi or no? Not really. I like realistic stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, uh, okay, understandable. I get it. Yeah. Um. It's sci-fi stuff, but Fifth Element, give that a try. That's sci-fi. That's I, I, I heard you say, "Oh, it's sci-fi." You know, when I told you about it. <laughs> but uh, I understand. Yeah, I see that. It's not for everybody. Even me, I'm not like a diehard fan. I just have it because it was cool. They're on tape. Yeah, you you still have a VCR, by the way? Hell yeah, dude! I got like you three. <laughs> you you got three got, VCRs? I'll send you a picture. But what I have in my I. I switched my gaming center in my room, which was the two monitors, the one X and the pro and one monitor uh-huh. and my Wii U and switch on the other monitor. I took that out the way. So now it's just like a working desk for my soldering and tinkering and crap. But next to me is this old 1986 sharp TV with a nineties VCR hooked up to it with a cable, that weird one cable crap. Yeah. And, I'm constantly playing Tommy Boy on that thing. Oh, it's a good movie. <laughs> it's a great fucking movie. And yeah, dude. I got one VCR there. I took one to the shop because it's weird. It's an old Samsung, which the, the DVD drive is shot, but the VCR side is good. And it's got HDMI out, which is weird. Oh, imagine but it works. the DVD is shot. Yeah, it's HDMI. <laughs> You're watching your VCR, your, v- your tapes with HDMI. It's really weird, but. It works. Oh, I didn't think about then, that. You're watching VCR through HDMI. Yeah, man, it's just pretty weird. It was I never thought of looking into it how it works. Of course, you just have a converter, but it's able to display the actual 
formatting of it too. Oh, it's nuts. Yeah, because like if you you know how it's a blue screen usually when it's on with no yeah. tape, and it's in letterbox. It's like four to three ratio, but when you put the tape in, it just fills it up wherever it needs to be. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty dope. Well, like I remember back having to like switch tapes like on um, Titanic. When you get done with like, <laughs> yes, the first part movies. of the movie, you would have to switch tapes like during the sex scene. I think just about, yeah, like right yeah, after. It was so close scene. to that scene. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I think I have that movie also somewhere. Yeah. God, Man, yeah, I remember that. It was like the PS1. I remember some games were multiple discs. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I think. I don't remember what games were, but I remember some were multiple discs. Uh, I bought my brother-in-law Final Fantasy VII because he grew up with that, so I got him that for the PS1 since his PS3 plays it back then. But oh, I have Final good Fantasy. PS, though. Yeah. Well, actually, believe it or not, all of them play PS1 games. Really? Yeah. Every PS3 iteration can play the PS1 game. It's the PS2 games they can't play. They don't have the um oh the yeah, one of them didn't have backwards graphics. compatibility. Yeah, they don't play a graph they don't have the emotion chip or something like that that PS2 had. So uh-huh. it can't play them. But it plays the PS1s as an emulator. Oh, that's weird, because I always look for yeah. the the PS3 with the backwards compatibility, but I can never find them or they were like ridiculously expensive. Yeah, actually a buddy of mine gave me his. I just Tore it apart, cleaned it up, put it back together, and it's on display in my room. It's just the OG monolith. Now, how do you feel about the new the new generation of consoles coming out? Real interesting, honestly. Um, prices are not are honestly good. They're not crazy like everybody was expecting. Um, I wouldn't upgrade the X, the One X, unless you're going to the Series X, because the S is kind of weird. Unless you didn't have a One X or anything, or an Xbox One. Uh, but I don't know if I'd even upgrade, honestly. Um, the Pro still looks amazing. The One X still looks awesome. You know, amazing too. The only real crazy thing is loading speeds and ray tracing. That's about it. That actually caught my eye. That's that's what, from what I gather from the main majority of people that have them, is the loading times, and the frame rates and the and the um, ah, rest frame rates. Yeah, frame rates of course. But dude, I still play my N sixty four games on an old TV. I don't care for frame rates. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. Like graphics do not bother that. me. If it's a good game, I'm fucking playing it. Yeah, man, I don't get that either. I'm not a, a freaking FPS snob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's about it. Yeah, you're right, frame rates. Um, real interesting, though. They finally, that the PlayStation 5, that interesting design. Weird One, design. X was a weird design. The Series X? I like the X. I like it. It's just a simple, straight-up, Box. I'm it's like, a box. <laughs> it's what it's true. Xbox. And of course, you have to have it standing up. It just looks good. Just this thing there. Shoebox. 
but what's got me is like PlayStation always has these great original games. So like the, remember Xbox bought what is it Bethesda? Bethesda. Now. Yeah, but I mean, there's Bethesda still gonna come out with the newest Elder Scrolls on yeah. PlayStation. I feel like, but I mean. We do need originality. We need to stop some of the series, I guess you could say. But I mean, like you get, like, even, the new Spider-Man even, on PlayStation looks fucking amazing, but you can't get it on Xbox. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They have better exclusives. But uh, it's hard to have originality. I'm still waiting for, which I'm glad they announced when they announced the PS5 lineup. It was one called The Little Devil Inside. And I was back then when it was a Kickstarter. I backed that company up for that game. Oh, you paid for Maybe. Kickstarter? Yeah, I paid for Kickstarter. That was one of the ones I've actually got. I got a few, but um, I was waiting. This little devil inside, if you look at the trailer, it's awesome. Dude. It really looks interesting. They're always kind of, they're always emailing their backers, even up to like this year, that what they've done. And it's a true indie studio. It's not like they just hired a bunch more people, as far as I know. But it looks really promising and I'm glad that a company like Sony or PlayStation, or whatever, they picked them up and it's actually going to be a timed exclusive for PS5 and PS4, I think. What? And cause it was kind of, an, I wouldn't say it wasn't in limbo, but they, of course they had other priorities. I'm just glad that they're still working on it compared to other games. What is it? Uh, what kind of game is it? It looks like just a, like in the, a little adventure RPG, but it's not photorealistic. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think it runs on Unreal or Unity. Good, and, good engines. Yeah, both of them for sure. And it's just more cartoony, but the amount of variety of gameplay is pretty cool. There's even back then when it was just like in a alpha stages and stuff. I wouldn't even say alpha; they were just developing it. But they showed gameplay and they showed videos of it and gameplay and stuff. But it looks really interesting. It looks really good concept really good artwork design and stuff like that. And then not too much in the story. So it leaves a lot hanging on what it could be, but oh, it's definitely yeah. like action, like action adventure RPG stuff. And I think you should look up the thing. I mean, the, the trailer, it was really cool. And I'm just glad somebody picked them up. And yes. uh, whether it's exclusive or not, this is, I'll tell you how far along this was. I backed the Kickstarter up because the only the current generation console I had was a Wii U. I didn't even have my PS4 or Xbox One. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is, you know, way back when. (laughs) (laughs) And I backed them up because one of the Kickstarter goals for it was hey, it was already for PC, Xbox One, and PS4. But one of the goals, if you get here, we'll make it for the Wii U also because it was still out. And that's how far back this was. Damn. Yeah, man, but I think you look at it, it's really interesting, and I'm just glad someone picked it up again, you know. Uh, that was probably the only thing I'm excited for for the PlayStation 5, well, apart from Miles Morales. But other than that, I don't know. Well, are you eventual of God of War and all that stuff? Yeah, of course, those eventual exclusives, but depending on the time frame, it might even still come out for the PS4, or the Pro mainly. Right, because uh, like from what I've been hearing, the PlayStation Five has been having a lot of fucking problems with it. 
Yeah, dude, I've heard that too. Download queue issues, uh, some frame rate stuff. Uh, even they yes. said that one of their patches, the patches apparently actually gave it better performance or something. Like they were restricting it from when they first came out. Really, they could do that with a patch? I guess they could, huh? Yeah. I guess. I guess they let it actually let the CPU clock up or something. Right. It just upgrades. It just clocks the speed. Holy shit! I never thought about that. You're right, though. Like it, it. I guess it could. That is insane. Yeah, it kind of... <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like, what you can do now. It's like um, hindering the performance of a car through a fucking upgrade in the yeah exactly the yeah. It's a, uh, what's it called a, a recall? And there's, there's a new file for the PCM, right? Which is actually something that happened for I think an expedition or a navigator. I, oh. I heard a story about it. Literally it was missed. It, it would not fix the misfire. They could not figure it out. They took heads off, whatever they had to do, according to the engineers. Well, after they did all this, put it back together and it's still failing, then they released an update for the PCM, which fixed the problem. What was wrong with it? I have no idea. It was software related, not even mechanical. It was software related and it fixed a yeah. fucking misfire? In the end, yeah, something something was wrong. I guess they had the wrong file or something, or wrong number of cylinders for that file. They gave but, the old Mustang <laughs> the five zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, this the the technician was like, bro, like, there's no way anything mechanical is wrong, and the engineers insisted, and it turned out it was not mechanical; it was software. That is insane. But yeah, you can do that now wirelessly to stuff. I guess you know how now you're joining the iPhone people, so eventually yours is going to start slowing down for no reason. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I got the uh, I bought the regular 11, but I'm kind of sad I didn't just wait for the 12 because it, it came out like two weeks later. <laughs> well, join the crew for them, bro. Yeah, yeah, but you know what I miss the most. Is being able to download third-party fucking files. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. I mean, this was being guy. able to download emulators and stuff. I, I, there's no support for it for the iPhone <laughs> unless you jailbreak it. There you go, bro. You know you want to be a basic bitch now. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want cream in my coffee. <laughs> Oh, that's oh man! Other than that, bro, I mean, back to the video game crap. I don't know. I'll just wait. Yeah, I think I'm gonna wait, especially because like they're expensive. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to pay 500 bucks for a console. <laughs> like the One X, I even got when it was on sale too. Like with games, I think it even cost me like 340, bro. You got a One X with games? For three forty, yeah, I think, yeah, dude. Like it was the the Gears of War edition with like five games. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, it was the Gears of War five edition with the first four games and whatever games that Game of the Year editions with extra crap came with it. Dude, I remember, I remember um, buying a regular the regular Xbox One with one game or two games for like. Man, it was like 700 bucks. Holy crap. But what happened was 
I had won that 700 bucks at a casino. All right. So it cost you nothing. Right. <laughs> Hell but, yeah. Yeah. So like I spun, I spun the slot machine twice and then it, I won like 800 bucks. And then the next day I turned around and bought another, a new Xbox one, the regular <laughs> one though. Yeah. The OG one. The OG. Yeah. So it cost me nothing, but still like, with a game for a new a new con that's probably kind of steep and you see the you see these people like i'm on uh facebook baytown buy sell and trade and you see these motherfuckers trying to sell the new consoles for like a thousand bucks and you're like dude what are you doing like everyone's commenting on the post like dude it's not worth that much shut the fuck up stop posting this stuff (laughs) Yeah, they're just... they're uh they're trying to scam you. Oh, for sure. I hate scalpers, man. Yeah, Can't crazy. believe they still haven't figured out a way to stop them, like the capture stuff or whatever, limit the buys. I know, but yet they just they go up and they buy all the consoles the first day and then try to sell like, say they get ten of them, and they try to sell eight of. Them. However many. Scalpers are trash for anything, really. Tickets, consoles, even concert tickets. Although sometimes they save your ass in a pinch, I will admit that. (laughs) Yeah, I tried to find one when Motley Crue came into town a few years back. It was like the same day. "Ah, Let me just cruise on downtown and see if I can find a scalper and not a single one. Piss me off. You didn't find one single scalper? Did not, dude. I couldn't find a scalper there. And I was like, I even walked in line and I'm like, I pretended like, oh, well, I even had my knife on me. Of course, I can't have my pocket knife. But I'm like, I had my knife there. I'm like, oh, crap. I got to go back to the car and <laughs> go back to line. And not even during that walk was there a scalper there. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Wait, so you got in line to go yeah, see Bobby so Crew without tickets? <laughs> Yes, I did. Dude. I went up to the door and I saw that I was doing metal detectors and I'm like, oh, I didn't know I didn't have a knife. Let me go back to my car. And no scalper there. Oh, it's so it's such a sad it's such a sad walk of shame back to your car. It really was, man. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, all right, brother. I have to be up and go to work at like six thirty tomorrow, so I have to get off here. Oh crap, man! I'm not yeah, bad, bro. No, you're good, bro. I'm a good. Uh, I got no bedtime. <laughs> but it's been I don't know two or three. It's been two hours or so, hour and forty yeah. at least. So I don't know. I'll keep track. Yeah. Well. It's been good talking to you, my brother, and uh, I'm going to definitely have you on again. All right, man. That's good to hear. Um, so this isn't like uh, this isn't live, but I will I will I post it to Facebook. I guess you don't have a Facebook, so I'll send you a link to listen to. <laughs> All right. I think the app even shows me. I think yours, right? Because I think if I click on your name, it shows me what you've done. Unless, oh, do you have Spotify? I do actually, yeah. Yeah, I'll send you a link to Spotify too, so that way, sweet. Anytime I update an episode or whatever, it'll you'll you can get that too. All this right, is uh, you. you're officially on episode thirty, by the way. 
Holy crap, that's that many? Yeah, I'm on 30. Hell yeah, awesome. So, all right, brother. Well, have a good night, my bro, and uh, I'll definitely talk to you later. All right, brother, get some rest, man. Good talking right. to you. You too, man. Later, bro. All right, later, Ray.